Welcome to Paulding County Business Weekly, a look at businesses, products, and services in Paulding County and how they interact with national and global markets, sponsored by Ohio Means Jobs of Defiance in Paulding Counties. With today's special guest, here's Economic Development Director Tim Copsey. Here we are again in the new year of 2024 with another version of Paulding County Business Weekly. Today we're going to take a little bit different route and we're going to talk to some great neighbors of ours in Sherwood, Ohio, Luke Kuhn and Levi Kuhn, co-owners of Kuhn Brothers. Welcome, gentlemen. Great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. So tell us a little bit, uh, before we get into all the cool things going on just across the border from Paulding County, about a three-mile jump when the bridge is open, right? Yeah, hopefully soon. Everybody's, <laughs> yeah, looking, everybody's forward looking forward to that. So tell us a little bit about your background. I'm the older of the two brothers. Um, graduated Fairview High School in 2006. Did my two-year stint at Northwest State like a lot of Fairview graduates. And then got involved in the family business, which was a car dealership at that time that has transitioned over to more of an RV dealership. And then in the last couple of years, Luke and I have gone off and done a couple of ventures on our own, which we'll touch on here in a little while. Yeah. Luke? Yeah. Um, so I guess I, I came second in the uh, Coon Brothers equation here. <laughs> uh, also graduated from Fairview in 2011, did my stint over at Northwest State Community College. We called them the Nuggets of Knowledge back then. So <laughs> they didn't have a mascot. Right. They're like, we need a mascot. Come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we both, uh, you know, grew up in Defiance County there over in Sherwood. You know, walked home from the old Sherwood school while that was still there. So we kind of got to see some of the old and then now the new that, uh, you know, times are changing type of thing. So glad we got to do that where we walked home from uh, Sherwood Elementary there to our dad's business on the corner and kind of always had a special tie with our community. And I guess both of us always felt like our hearts were in the small town thing. You know, it's it's one of those things that it's important to grow where you're planted. And I think that's been something that we've really uh, taken a shine to, I guess, if you want to say it like that. And, and I think that goes back to our point of what we try and point out a lot on our podcast here is to tell students that you can grow up local. There are opportunities here. Some you create, some that are there, but you can make a good, sustainable life living here in the local communities. Absolutely. And I think, too, we're seeing that more. You, you guys never left, but there are people who are leaving who are going out to test the waters, but they're coming back because when you start to re, uh, you know, reproduce and have your own family, it, it, it's good to be around family and people you trust and know. Sure. I think that's something that there can't really be a value put on is uh, closeness and familiarity with people that you've known for a long time. It's kind of like a childhood friend almost. Absolutely. And, and you both touched on uh, something that we uh, work on a lot is the community college here, Northwest State Community College. It is a valuable asset to our community. You can go get some college uh, education, local and at not a huge expense. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that uh, he and I and uh, a lot of Fairview kids we know took advantage of, and our sisters all went there, so it's kind of a family thing for us to go to yep. Northwest State. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. It's something that I think people don't fully appreciate having uh, an institution like that that is as affordable as it is. Yep, and I, and I think we're going to see more of that, uh, especially uh, midway through our county and south now as the Van Wert campus develops for them. And uh, it, it just provides a closer atmosphere for even uh, those of us on the south side of the county. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's going on at uh, Coon RV. Uh, Coon RV, we sell uh, primarily motorhomes. We do sell some small travel trailers and stuff like that. Uh, we've got into truck campers. We sell quite a few of those, uh, but we do sell nationwide on that. Everything's pretty much internet-based. Uh, in the last couple of years, we've tried to expand that business more into the service realm, uh, so we've gotten some traction there. 
There's not a whole lot of places around in the area to get your RV, motorhome, whatever it is, service. And we have some really good, talented guys there that can pretty much service everything from top to bottom. doesn't really matter what it is on an RV. Uh, we can pretty much fix anything on those. And I think I want to touch first on, you mentioned that it's on a national scale. I've been to your office. I've seen the map with the pins in it. And it's pretty darn cool to see uh, the map of the United States up there with your pins across the country of where you have had customers or taken RVs to sell. It's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that somebody told Levi and I uh, many years ago was that everybody's the same size on the computer screen. Um, so that's been something that's for, a great point. yeah, absolutely. For, you know, a business like ours to be able to compete on a national scale, it really takes some creative marketing um, and connecting with your customers and giving them a reason to come from far away to Sherwood, Ohio. And most people, uh, when they get there, they go, wow, you're really out here in the middle of nowhere. We kind of have to laugh about that. <laughs> um, we tell them we like it that way. Um, so definitely the internet has been huge for us where probably about 10 years ago or so, we started our YouTube channel, which is now about to 30,000 subscribers. So that's a huge driver for us of having a national and even worldwide audience that watch us on the internet. Um, and half the time it feels like they know us and know what we're selling just as well as we do because sure. they've watched the video 10 times. <laughs> um, so that's always fun. We always put a little joke in there and try to keep it lighthearted too. And, and where would they find that YouTube channel? Um, that's right on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and type in Coon Truck and RV. Coon Truck and RV. Uh, yep, okay. Just type that in there. Coon, K-U-H-N. Yeah. Um, it'll probably pop up pretty quick. And yeah, go ahead and subscribe to us on there. We've got some new content coming that kind of ties in with some of our other projects in Sherwood and just some new things we want to do on there to help grow that. Uh, eventually, we'd love to have that be 100,000. Yeah, it's good to have that uh, kind of publicity, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. So with the RV sales, we know that nationwide there for a while, especially through COVID, sales were incredibly booming for uh, new and used vehicles. But now you guys on the repair side, everybody seems to have a camper. Every other house you walk look at has a camper. Our campgrounds, we have two full campgrounds in our uh, county packed to the gills. But somebody's got to repair those, right? Or we got to get parts for them. And you guys offer that. Absolutely, we do. Like Levi touched on, um, we're doing pretty much top to bottom service, whatever you need, generators, awnings, slide outs. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that does part of RV ownership, if you want to think of it like that. So yeah, that, that's something that we're here to provide. I think it's going to be a good service for the area, judging by the feedback we've received. Um, I think our customers are very happy that we're now providing that, uh, giving them an opportunity to go somewhere other than Toledo or Fort Wayne and have all this stuff done. Not only is it closer for them. I think most people would prefer to work with a business like ours where it's smaller. It's a little more close knit where our guys are really good. Um, I think we have a pretty good knowledge of what we're doing, hopefully by now, or at least we uh, do a good job of faking it, right? But, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I think it works out really great for us. It's working out great for the area. And it's a nice to to have that base of service there too, when the sales on things do go up and down, you know, there's interest rates are high right now. So that has affected things since COVID. Uh, but the service side is definitely something we want to grow more into. Yeah. And we also do the automotive service at Coon Brothers Service Center. Um, so that kind of rolls into something else that we're doing. Yeah, We sort of outgrew our existing shop at the corner of 18 and 127 there in Sherwood. So we decided to move our automotive service operations downtown to what would have been the old Decker's International Chevrolet building. Yeah. So that's something where being Sherwood kids, we wanted to see the downtown do better. So it kind of made sense to go there, um, give that a separate location. So people kind of saw that, hey, they're doing this service now too, rather than everything kind of getting lost at one location. Nobody really knowing exactly what we do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or where do I go, you know? Um, so I feel like Ironhorse kind of started the downtown revival there in Sherwood a few years ago. And uh, a lot of people were 
surprised at the success that that's had. And that also encouraged us to go ahead and give it a shot too. Well, I think you've, you've touched on several points here, uh, you know, with Mickey and what they've done at Iron Horse and being a unique facility, uh, that people love to go to for the atmosphere as much as the food, but it, it's all a cool fit. And then as you guys have grown down the street, you know, you t- touched on it earlier. You walk down the street from the Sherwood school drop off to your folks place there and, it made you realize what the village had and what you could use. You're thinking about it all the time, whether you're, you were realizing it at the time. You knew Sherwood inside and out, and you knew what it would need down the road if it ever came up where you could help out. And here you are. You are helping it out. It takes local investment. It takes local people to have the mindset to know what can be here. You've seen it in the past. We want to keep it going for our kids and the next generation, and uh, you guys are doing a great job of and investing in that. Absolutely. And we appreciate that. And I think it's something we have to give credit to our parents too. Both our mom and dad had a big heart for Sherwood growing up. So it's something where um, they spent a lot of time at the ballpark and scoreboards and different things like that around the village. So it's something I think from a young age, we had a reason to look up to that. And I guess that's really kind of been a thread that's carried through to our adult lives too. And you know, that's a whole nother piece. We could have a whole uh, podcast on that. Before social media was what it is today on a phone, your dad and I coached against each other. You guys were playing against my kids. You knew and respected the name. You, you knew that there was good value in the coon name in Sherwood. And that just carries on as you guys are continuing to do uh, good things for the community, good things for the coon name. And that's why people aren't afraid to come from outside the area to meet with you guys and, and support your businesses because locally we all know that name and support it and are all proud of it. If anyone calls in the general area and, and we get calls in our office, who who should we go see for RV and, and fixtures? We're passing your name on. And that's how it all networking all works. Uh, way before then, you know, it was just <laughs> word of mouth and doggone it, they beat us this time, but we're going to try and get back at them next time. And that was our social media. But today with what we can do online, it's incredible. Yeah, it's definitely changed the game. Um, kind of like with the dealership, it's the same thing. If you know economic development, any kind of business, really, um, where everyone's the same size on the computer screen, and yep. that can really even the playing field. I mean, as far as you know, advertising dollars and all this kind of stuff, you know, we'll never necessarily be able to compete with massive giant sure. uh, businesses. Sure. But I think that there's a also a beauty in that where I think a lot of people want to support smaller things. They want to see life breathe back into things that. Maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, people would have said that would never happen. Um, you know, downtown Paulding, Paulding in general, too, has so many great things going on. It feels like all of Northwest Ohio is kind of having a, a revival right now, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Yep. You know, Erica Willitzer over there with Defiance County Economic Development and Amy Seals at Putnam County, uh, Ashley Epling up at Williams County. We all sit down together a lot at the table and try and figure out how to best grow the region. It, it's important for us to each grow our county, but if we're not growing the region and people aren't realizing the awesome things happening in Northwest Ohio, we're, we're kind of just competing against ourselves and we don't need that. We need a, a collaborative approach. And I think you guys are doing the same uh, together in Sherwood. Yeah, absolutely. We like to think that Flatlanders have to stick together. There so. you go. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. The next, because you weren't busy enough then uh, and had enough going on, you guys thought you'd rehab the Crystal Fountain facility. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Levi, do you want to start with that? So it was one of those things that was kind of like a Really didn't have plans for it, but uh, the place just went up for auction. The village had owned it previously, 
And um, it was one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunity type of things. I remember sitting there at the auction that night, and we actually looked at each other at one point, and we kind of we stopped bidding. We were like, well, we got too much going on, and there's just, I don't know, price tags getting up there. So we kind of backed off a little bit, and then I think Dad actually sat down. He's like, just buy it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we looked at each other, and we, you know, it's one of those things that you, if somebody else would have bought it, we would have never had the opportunity to own sure. it again. So um, things went a little further than we, I think, expected. Um, but uh, got it open now, which is which feels really good and stuff. So we can finally get some revenue coming in instead of writing checks every single day to get the thing fixed. Yep. But um, Luke will probably touch a little more on the history because he was really into the into the history part of that and stuff. And, and I'm interested in this myself because I got to go to the ribbon cutting and see the cool product that you guys produced at the end, but I didn't ever know about it much before that. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things that even people that lived in Sherwood, some of them were, you know, what's this? We didn't really know this is here. We didn't know what it was exactly. Um, it's just something that kind of was there. So, yeah, it's been a, an interesting journey since the auction. Um, and, and prior to that, you know, I guess – one of Levi and I's both earlier memories is going to Christmas in the park at Crystal Fountain Park. Um, So this would have been back in the day, I guess in the eighties, nineties, things like that. So that was something that we both had that weird memory of being there as kids. It was kind of always a a special thing, I guess, in our town. And the more I started to learn about it, as far as the history where uh, that was actually Ohio's first spiritualist camp. So little old Sherwood was first. And then, you know, towns like Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and, and Sherwood's the only, you know, small town that's on that list and it was the very first that's awesome um, so it's really neat the story of how this uh, preacher man that was a spiritualist pioneer from new york state comes out to um, this area and had a gathering of over twelve thousand people at his house at wentworth grove so that was one of the largest gatherings in defiance county history to this day so levi and i jokingly say our new goal is, is twelve thousand and one. Oh, there you go that's uh, you gotta have goals right yeah so <laughs> We jokingly say that's our new goal, but it's been amazing uh, all the stuff that's happened at that facility and that property. Um, the north, south, east, west railroad used to intersect there, so that was part of the reason they chose okay. that. There was a, a fountain flowing that flowed over 100,000 gallons a day, so that's where Crystal wow. Fountain comes from. Um, it had healing minerals that people wanted to bathe in and drink. The slogan was, good for what ails you. So awesome. it was a interesting piece of history that I think if it would have gotten destroyed or just kind of eliminated... It, it would have been hard for sure would ever get something back like that, where it's it's something that realistically, you know, somebody could find from anywhere in the world and say, wow, I want to see this place, you know, if yeah. they're into that. Yep. Um, and we thought the building had a lot of beautiful potential. The park is beautiful. There's great trails there. Lots of beautiful trees and, and just all the settings that you want for that premier wedding. So we know brides so far from judging by the feedback and the amount of bookings. Uh, I'd say our batting average has been pretty good. <laughs> so we're worried about that. If we had to do 10 sure. showings to get one, we're, yeah. we're pretty happy with our batting average Very right now. Good. So. Well, and again, it, the, the ribbon cutting, what you did with the place is absolutely immaculate. It's beautiful inside there, and that whole property is, as you say, very inviting, and it's going to be a good thing. And I know from our office, you know, that there's already a wedding booked, so yeah. it's, uh, it's a good thing, and I'm hearing nothing but good things about it. So I think that's going to be a good, fun run for you. Yeah, we hope so. It's something we wanted to bring our wives into the fold a little bit, too. So Levi's wife, Kelsey, is going to come on board and help out with that. My wife, Samantha, um, works at Paulding Putnam. But, you know, maybe as the future goes on, having a, an increased role at the Coon Brothers organization, sure. if you want to call it that, whether yeah. it's Crystal Fountain Park, uh, the service center, the RV dealership. 
Um, there's just a lot of stuff happening that we have different needs ourselves as far as marketing, getting things done, kind of some boots on the ground. Cause it really does take a lot of work. You know, it sounds romantic and it is in a way, you it know, we, we love it. Um, but it is a lot of work too. So that's something that, uh, it's kind of a double edged sword on yeah. things like this. You know, it's not always fun in games, but, um, at the end it feels fulfilling and rewarding and that's the most important thing. And, and like he said, you know, I think if we would have let it go, it would have been one of those opportunities that we always would have looked back on and, sure. and had a, you know, what would have happened? Yep. What if we would have done that? So now we're going to know. Now you're answering <laughs> those questions for yourselves. Yeah. We, we had one a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty cool for us. Um, we had a gal in that she was looking for just a wedding reception. Uh, so she started doing a tour. Uh, they, their plan was to elope to Colorado and get married in Colorado. And the more they walked around, they're like, well, this is pretty cool here. We could just skip the elope and, and do it all right here. And that's what they actually ended up choosing to do was, was awesome. to do the wedding and everything right there in Sherwood, Ohio versus going out to beautiful Colorado with, you know, with the Rockies and stuff in yeah. the background. And, and they chose Sherwood over that. So that was that was uh, very satisfying to get something like that to happen. It was kind of one of those moments where you like, hey, we did it. Uh, this is pretty cool. So that's a good testament right there. That That's good social media stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now let's look at the future. And I'm going to start, you know, one of the reasons that we originally talked and, and started our discussions together was because th there's a hope that someday that will develop out there at US uh, 24 and Highway 127, and we can develop that intersection as a positive economic development for Sherwood, who's right there, and for Paulding County. And, you know, we talked about how in the world could we ever get sewer and water there? And so maybe that comes from Sherwood because that's the shortest distance today to get to that intersection. We have a great reservoir here in uh, Paulding County that has the capacity for that, but it's all, a little over twice as far to get the water to and from. Uh, what kind of things do you see happening in economic development at Sherwood today? There's a lot happening, I guess, as far as the people that are doing the work um, on the economic development side. Myself, you know, it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn to say, but uh, I got elected president of that a few years ago. Of the Sherwood Economic yeah, Sherwood, Development Sherwood Area Economic Development yeah. Corporation. So myself, uh, Lynn Bach, and Aaron Schwartzbeck are on that. So that's a volunteer organization. So it's kind of one of those things where it's a little more bootstrapping, if, it, if that's uh, the correct term for it. But I think that there's a lot of great things going on as far as private side of things, people doing stuff, whether it's ourselves, um, SMTA, Sherwood State Bank. We do have some great more institutional you businesses, do. if you want to think of it like that. Sherwood State Bank's doing a great job getting all around the area and, and really making a good name for Sherwood in that regard. So I think as time grows, you know, it's something where I do need to spend more time with people like you and Erica and all these other people in the in the area meeting and learning so this has been a great opportunity for me as far as the last five or six years of being a part of economic development. Sure, what has been a good learning experience. Um, and I have to say it's also encouraged me to do some more of the stuff that we're doing where, you know, I've, it's it's nice to see people believe in you. And they were the ones that approached me and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I said, are you talking to me? <laughs> and they said, yeah, you. And I, I uh, didn't feel qualified then. And in a way, I don't feel qualified now for that exactly because I don't really have any you know, professional training for that exactly. But um, I think just putting a lot of heart into things is really important, too. And in a lot of ways, an excess of heart will make up for a lack of anything else. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head because when I was asked to be the economic development director, I said the exact same thing. You're talking to me? I'm not qualified for this. I'm a salesman. Yeah. And yet um, it, it seems to have been a good fit and things are going well. 
on our side and obviously on your side too. And and to wrap this up a little bit, uh, you know, we've talked about so many businesses in Sherwood today. We've talked about SMTA, Sherwood State Bank, Iron Horse Brews, the Coon Brothers. All of those are economic development investors in Paulding County through our office. And that just ties into what we're talking about, the networking and the sharing of regional information. We all are partners together in this, whether we're across the county line or not. Uh, it, it all brings us Flatlanders back together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're hoping to have a, a nice meeting for Sherwood Area Economic Development soon. We actually have one more project that we're finishing up in Sherwood um, the other part of the downtown building that we purchased that is now the Coon Brothers Service Center um, has some other room in it. So oh, we're working good. on finishing up that space, which will become a smaller gathering space that will work in conjunction with Crystal Fountain Park and also independently. So kind of its own separate business, but also working with Crystal Fountain Park. Um, there'll be Airbnbs and different things there where people can come into town and stay. And it'll be a we're, we want to have a kind of a ribbon cutting there, too, with yep. the response we had at Crystal Fountain Park, yeah. where we think we had five to six hundred people. Um, we're, this is a lot smaller of a building. So we're like, maybe we don't want to put this out as much because we're going to get overrun. Um, so we're going to try to keep this in a little more intimate, maybe a focus around sure. the economic development. We're going to do a, a little bit of a ribbon cutting and kind of a opening ceremony there too so it'll be fun to get some of the uh, folks like yourself there and some different people from economic developments in there so we can chat and catch up and uh, hopefully get some more regular consistent stuff like that maybe happening at east vine is what we're calling that so that's right on the corner of uh, north harrison street and east vine and sherwood so well and and, you know just to touch on that that will be exciting and i look forward to that uh antwerp at antwerp in one of the upper buildings they're putting in two with a vrbo type uh places too and and i think again the communication and the networking you're probably going to see some uh if they get some things going here on the paulding county side you're going to see people filling in your side and if you continue to grow your event uh you're probably going to help him fill the spots in antwerp too so it, it all ties in together oh yeah and we're definitely i don't see ourselves as competitors so oh, much heavens as no. people like that more of like collaborators in yes. the sense that we want more people to want to stay in northwest ohio That's right. um, the reason why we did it was uh you know with the wedding venue thing at crystal fountain park a lot of the more premier wedding venues have those places where you can come in and stay or say we want to get somebody yeah. that is in Toledo or Fort Wayne. Realistically, it's not a far drive. They come out on 24 and no. come out to Sherwood. And if we give them some of those opportunities to be able to stay the weekend, um, we put in campground spots. So we have different campground with plug-ins and, and hookups and everything at Crystal Fountain Park. We'll have the Airbnbs and we're kind of working on growing that side of it. So it can kind of be a whole experience where uh, eventually it's kind of our hope that someday that people will want to kind of come out and have a little vacation weekend at Sherwood, yeah. Ohio. Um, so it's, it's neat to imagine that. And I think if you would have said that to even us 10 or 15 years ago, we would have, you know, laughed yep. at you and said, no way we're going to do that. But, Same here in this, on this side of the county line. You know, there was times where we think, what are we doing? Yeah. And that's, you know, all of life. I think it's kind of like uh, making a drive with your headlights on at night. You know, you can only see what's in front of you, but you can make the whole journey that way. So that's something that uh, we've had to, you know, keep in mind of, you know, you're, you're not going to exactly know what happens, but that's a part of the program is, yeah. is finding out. So that's right. Well, is there anything we left out this morning, gentlemen? Uh, I think the other thing I'd like to touch on maybe was, was the Shearwing thing that we oh, did, yeah. did in uh, Sherwood this past yeah. year. Um, him and I got together with Mickey, who owns Iron Horse Brews, and and wanted to put on a little, I guess, festival, if you want to call it, um, kind of reminiscent of the homecoming back in the day. Uh, so we closed down the downtown streets, had a live band, a chicken wing competition, car show. It was very, very well attended for what we were all, I think, shocked 
Uh, the wing vendors were, I think, shocked as well because they all ran out of wings within like a couple hours. Um, so it went, it went really well. Um, you got anything to say about that? Yeah, definitely. So the wing thing was kind of a brainchild of him and I and Mickey, and we have to give a ton of credit to Sherry Ramey over there, the village administrator in Sherwood. She does so much for the village yeah. and uh, was definitely a huge proponent in making that happen. Uh, but we got together because after COVID, everything kind of fizzled out a little bit with the homecoming. Um, a lot of things, you know, fizzled out during COVID that maybe people wish would have came back or been yeah. restarted or reinvented in a way. Uh, so that just kind of became from a discussion of us. So what can we do here? Let's do something a little bit different. Um, so we kind of set it on wings because everybody likes chicken wings for the most part. Um, the rib thing's a little bit overdone right now. It seems like there's a lot of rib fests and things like that too. So we want to do something a little different. Uh, the wing thing kind of evolved into a, a character and a mascot as well. So that ended up being really popular where, uh, we had some chicken masks. We put them on all of our sponsors. We took pictures <laughs> of the people at their businesses wearing the, the chicken mask. And that went really, really well yeah. online. We had people calling and saying, how do we get to do the chicken head post? And we said, well, you're going to wait till next year because we already got them all. <laughs> scheduled so that's good stuff um, so when they're calling you yeah exactly that made us happy that people are seeing this you know they're calling us yeah. saying how do we be a part of this so that was cool to see that happen and um definitely the having the downtown shut down it was really amazing to see the the street packed full of people and i had the drone up i was flying it around and it's so exciting to see the streets full of yeah. cars people eating and, and you know just, just having a good out time yeah out. we ended up having some inclement weather that kind of it it changed the plans for the first one, but it was really part of the coolest thing was to see that how many people stuck around yep. um, where the rain came. It kind of washed stuff away. The band wasn't able to play. So it messed up parts of it. But uh, somebody that works for us at Coon Brothers Service Center went and got their speakers out of their garage. And pretty quick, there was more music going. Somebody called an audible and we went and got pizzas because the food was all gone. Yeah. And people just stayed out and danced and, and had fun and, and kind of really, I think, we're happy to see their community rally together. I know that really meant a lot to me, and it meant a lot to Levi and Sherry and Mickey and Aaron, um, everybody involved with the wing thing. It, it really was big to see the support. Local support is always good when it works out, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's really made us look forward to next year. I mean, it was a lot of work the first year, yeah. but um, I think a lot of it, too, was it was our first time really doing an event like that. So. As we uh, have done that now, it's kind of yeah, those things. You got you gotta, your feet set. Yeah, and you got to trust and, and uh, realize that there's going to be other people there to help you. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes you put a lot on your own shoulders and you make it think that it's going to be a bigger deal than it is. And then, <laughs> oh, how am I going to be in two places at once? Yep. And you, but you to, make it happen. Exactly. You have to realize you won't be in two places at once, that you'll have people there to help you do that. So it was amazing to see the the team that kind of came out and helped get it done, too. Excellent. And it wasn't really a rainstorm. It was a, it was a dang monsoon. I mean, we had, we had <laughs> wind remember. and buckets of water dumping, and there was sleet and everything at one point it was insane and there was still people that that stuck around stuck and it out came back through but before that there was we didn't ever really try to get a count but people were saying oh there had to have been at least a thousand people in the street there if not more and it was pretty cool to see support but i i personally think that's one of the positives that did come out of covid is is people seeing the behemoth businesses is the ones that were being successful uh so there's kind of a shift towards people wanted to support those smaller local type events uh, to bring things back home because the big boys were the ones that were the most successful through COVID because they were allowed to stay open and everybody else yep. had to kind of shut down and were, were, uh, were hurt by that more so. So it's kind of brought that focus back. And there. I think the local businesses are the ones that are willing to reinvest where the big boys Correct. don't always uh, help support the things that are going on local. So it's critical for us to support the small business and make sure that they are surviving because they're the ones that are doing these events, putting things in the yearbook, putting things in the sports programs. Those are the reinvestment people in our area. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, something where, you know, 
people like us, I guess we're not trying to do this because we want to buy another yacht or we want to have a Ferrari or anything like that. You know, we're just normal people. We're yeah. just like your neighbors. I mean, we are your yep. neighbors, you know? So, you know, we're just regular guys. You know, he's got three kids now. I got my first. So um, we're just, you know, regular guys yep. trying to, to make something of it and uh, make our community proud and, and do something in our hometown that people would say couldn't have happened. Um, you know, it's one of the, with the sure wing thing, dad came up to us and said, man, this is going to be the biggest event sure would ever had. And that made us really proud to know that, you know, even in our dad's eyes there too, that he's, you know, hopefully yeah. happy and proud of what we're doing and excited to see that we're kind of carrying on the torch to the, the next generation. Well, we're all proud of what you're doing and that's why you're here today and uh, excited to share the information with all of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules. I know how busy you are and, and that you've got irons and fires that we just heard about all over and probably some you didn't even share, but uh, <laughs> we're excited that you did take the time. We always like to thank Tiffany Rockhold at Ohio Means Jobs for being able to sponsor this program and get us on the air. We appreciate Joe Barker for taking the uh, airtime on My102.7 FM and putting us out there so that we can get a cool things like this out to the general public. We thank engineer Terry Carwell for cleaning up the recording and making us sound like we uh, have a clue of what we're doing. But most of all, we appreciate you guys' investment back into your community and what you're doing for the region. The rising tide raises all ships, and I think we're doing that collectively, and we're excited for you and what you're doing. And we appreciate everything you do to keep us Paulding County and the region strong. Thank you for joining us for Paulding County Business Weekly. Be sure to join Economic Development Director Tim Copsey each week at this time right here on My102.7 FM. And if you miss an episode or want to hear this one again, just go to the My102.7 website and click on the PCBW logo. 